Hey y'all, welcome to Millennial Pastor. We're coming at you from Clear Lake Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. It's our first edition of Millennial Pastor. Uh, it's pretty interesting that we called ourselves that Millennial Pastor, but uh, I mean, I think it's a reality, right? It's a reality. Yeah. And by the way, I'm John Aaron Matthew. I'm yep. the pastor at Clear Lake Baptist Church and Philip Gant. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I do the worship, I do the youth, I do a little bit of everything, all the media, I mean, not all the media, but some media stuff. I mean, but I'm officially the minister of worship and youth here. That's right. We've got a small team here. We are just two people with families who have moved down here to Houston because it's just a great place that God has led us to. And, and really, that's what we want to be the topic of our first podcast is how to relate to church members in your new church. Yeah. But kind of going back to the title, though, this is Millennial Pastor mm -hmm. Podcast. And so we bounced around some different names. At first, we talked about how Millennial Pastor kind of does have a bad connotation. I mean, there's like skits and there's songs and there's jokes about yeah. millennials. Mm -hmm. So you kind of don't want to be called a millennial these days, but it's a reality. There yeah. are millennial pastors and we need to, we, we want this to be a podcast to encourage others. Yeah. The pastors coming up right now, uh, millennial pastors. I mean, uh, we tossed around some different names up and coming this is an interesting name. Uh, well, here's the most random one we came up with is a multi-grain mashup, wherever that yeah, we'll from, explain but... that. We'll explain that later. But, <laughs> but yeah, Millennial Pastor Podcast. Mm. So if you are a a young a young pastor, a young man, it doesn't have to only be for millennials, but we are really targeting and encouraging podcasts for young or new ministers, new pastors. Mm. Really, we've got churches all across the United States that have uh, that that are that are facing a place where they've had retired pastors, or they're going to have to call their new pastor in. They're wondering, should we call a millennial pastor? Should we call a young pastor to our church? I mean, that's a, it's a big deal. And it's a big step of faith for a church to call a young pastor. Yeah. And it's also a big step of faith, faith for a young pastor to, to say, you know, I want to step out and follow God's calling to a local church. So mm -hmm. if you've done that, or if you're thinking about doing that, we want to be an encouragement to you. Yeah. Go. Philip, you don't have it all figured out. No, nope, no, not at all. I don't. It's actually pretty humbling to do a podcast. So we are not experts. We don't have it all figured out. We just are two people that are doing this, and mm. we're just trying to follow God's will for our lives and be obedient. We hope to reach out and be an encouragement to y'all. Agreed. Right? Yeah, I feel you there. Right? Okay. That's what Sweet. it's about. So our first, our first uh, podcast, again, is the topic is how to relate to church members. Yes. You're in a new church. How do you relate to the members? The ones that are there when you get there. How yes. do you relate to them? Especially as a millennial pastor. Mm -hmm. In our situation, we are younger ministers coming into an older established church. Yeah. Whereas opposed to some of these, some young pastors, some young, I'm not trying to knock on them at all, at all but some of them uh, go to plant a church and then you get to kind of relate with new people as they come in. When you come into a church that's already here, you've got people established there that you've got to figure out how to relate to. Yes. And so um, how do you relate to them? I mean, we are in a place where it's multi-generational, which I love. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. I tell our church that, again, not to knock other people and their callings, but um, I am so excited that we get to pastor a church where there are people from all different generations mm -hmm. represented in worship. It's difficult. There's preferences. There's expectations. Yeah. There's different preferences of what you wear, uh, what the building should look like what yeah. the worship is supposed to look like and we are just we've been called into a church where, where we get to relate to a diverse group of people and really cool. we want to reach new people 
That, yes, we do. And so, so that's it's like it's, it's it's an interesting place to be. So yeah. Speaking of bees, we got five bees that you're gonna be. Bees. Five bees that five five helpful hints. Five helpful bees that we kind of feel like you guys need to know going into some tips that you guys need to know going into being a new pastor at a established church. Yeah. So kind of just jumping into into it, the first one is to be humble. All right. So um, definitely, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you are automatically, you should be humbled to be a pastor Mm -hmm. of a church. I mean, it is a humbling experience. I remember coming (laughs) in view of a call here and, um, and in some ways you think, okay, yeah, yeah. I I feel like I, I can do this. You know, this is what God's, you're excited. But then when you walk around a church and you're meeting with the personnel committee and when you're talking with different people who are kind of desperate to find God's direction for their church and, and they're thinking you might be that guy, that's a humbling, it should be humbling. And I remember walking to the sanctuary, the worship space here, and, um, I was like, I asked permission if I could step on the stage because I just didn't feel like I didn't, it was, I was like, man, this is going to be. I could I could be the pastor of this church. I yeah. could step up on the stage behind this pulpit and preach to these people and wow. be their pastor. Hmm. That's a humbling. That was, yeah, that was super humbling for me. So, um, but we need to stay humble. Yeah, because you can have those humbling moments at the beginning, but you you might be tempted to be able to act like you know everything. Mm-hmm. To be like, oh, I got this. I got, I got to overcompensate for my inexperience or whatever. Yeah, but you got to stay humble. Always, you know. I found that you, you got to start from a position of humility and uh, you don't have to act like you know everything. And um, one thing with being humble is, is letting other people talk, letting people tell their stories, getting to know them. Yeah. It's not just about them getting to know you. You need to know them as well. There's a lot of stories here. A lot of stories here in this yeah. church. So I found that um, I just found it pretty interesting to be able to as much as what's going on with in my world with my wife and my kids and us coming here and focusing on ourselves just mm-hmm. to be humble step back and let, and find out what brought what brought the 70 uh, year old couple to our church when did they come yeah why did they choose our church mm-hmm. would have been some ups and downs in the church and just humbly listening to them and hearing their story yeah like you know it's, it's rewarding too to say to, to hear like what's been the most um I don't know when. When have you seen God move the most in this church? What's been your greatest memory in this church? That's a good question to ask. Just to be able to ask those questions a humble in a humble manner, and to just listen. Mm-hmm. So, what about you, Philip? You've been at the church for a year. Yeah, I've been here a year, a little over a year now. Is it humbling? It's humbling to serve. It, it is humbling to serve. Um, it, it, it's humbling to. I got I got the opportunity to get up and like speak, uh, and get up and preach on a Sunday morning. Uh, super humbling. Um, after service, just. I know that, you know, obviously um, in that situation, you want to be true to the word and you want to be true to what God's doing in your life and you want to be true to yourself. And we've got all these kind of points coming up to kind of point that out to you. But yeah, I can imagine every week um, and there's obviously more to pastoring than preaching, but like every week uh, that weight on your shoulder of preaching, preaching the text to people that maybe have read the text for longer than we have been alive. Yes. Yeah. That's for real. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, yes, it's, I remember meeting in front of our deacons and just telling them, I'm meeting with our deacons and they're calling me pastor. 
Mm-hmm. And just every week I meet with, or every month I meet with them and they say pastor or they, they, they just refer to me as pastor. And, I'm, and I just had to set, tell them guys, when you tell, when you call me pastor, it's the most humbling thing. And I just want to let you know, I'm honored and humbled and completely unworthy in my, in myself to be your pastor. And just, so I'm so thankful that God's called me to this. And I appreciate your, you guiding us in that way and, and allowing me to humbly serve you guys. So stay humble. You cannot lead or you can't lead a church from a position of pride. We have to, we have to take on the attitude of Christ and consider others better than ourselves and let that be our, our posture, the way that we interact. That's the foundational way that we should be. So our first B is be humble. What's the second B that we have? Be loving. So mm. a couple weeks, a couple weeks into this, I had, um, someone called the church office and, and it was a member that wasn't present during the whole time of calling me here. They, they knew that there was a new pastor, but they, I had not met them and they called and, and the lady had said her husband's in the hospital and she's not sure if she's going, oh. if he's going to live. And, uh, she asked if I would come out and just pray with her. Yeah. And so I remember my first walk, my, to my truck and driving to that hospital and walk and finding the hospital room and thinking and praying and be like, I'm about to go meet with this lady who I don't know if I'm, I mean, this is what <laughs> God's called me to do, but this is going to be, a, it's, I don't know if I'm prepared, Lord, you need to equip me on the way to the hospital room. Yeah. But I remember the lady saying, she was like, Oh, you're so young. <laughs> and I was like, yes, ma'am. Um, and I just talked with her and I, I listened and I yeah. humbly just came to serve her and to pray with her and to hear her story and mm-hmm. to, to, to talk talk about her husband and how I can best pray for her and what's going on and yeah that's, and I, yeah that's awesome yeah it, so so that whole that whole situation was just me like loving mm-hmm. her and then and meeting with her and praying with her and we went to like a side room and she came back to the hospital room and a, a, a young nurse came in and she, and she introduced me as her pastor oh wow the 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 lady, the senior adult lady introduced me to this young lady as her pastor. The nurse said, wow, he's young. <laughs> and the lady who I had just met and spent about 20 minutes praying with and talking with said, yeah, he's young, but he's just what we need. <laughs> yeah. And that was so awesome. Yeah. Just that's that, awesome. that time of investing and loving her mm-hmm. had, I kind of won her over yeah. as her pastor, just in, in that love. Yeah. So when you come into the, uh, the established, this a church, there's, there's older people. Um, but, and there's like children, of course. There's, hopefully, there's multi generational, um, and it's more that way so than it was then. But even still, coming in, there are people uh, in between that. There's something easy about loving little kids, l- loving children. There's something kind of, there's a little bit easier loving on um, the senior adults. But there's that middle section right there um, that can that can kind of <laughs> it's kind of rough sometimes. I mean, it's, I, truthfully, truth be told, in my in myself, something I struggle with is empathy uh, and like relating with someone that may have real issues or or has some complaints loving hard and difficult people is another no. thing like mm-hmm. um loving difficult people there you go is is something that we have to do and, and that kind of uh plays into the next b yep. which is being patient <laughs> and so if you're gonna if you're gonna love people that are difficult to love then you got to be patient with them and so th- there's some people in every church that are difficult yeah, and, um, they make it difficult for you. Um, just by, um, 
I don't know, by, by being critical or by, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example here. Uh, I mean, there's, we've, <laughs> without talking, um, without talking about church members specifically. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there, there's some difficulties. Um, I, so I've got some, when I first got here, I'll just go ahead and point this out. When I first got here, there was, and I'll talk to her about it. So it's not anything like okay. weird, but, uh, when I first got here, there's a, there's a lady, uh, who I came here in call in view of a call to be the worship and youth minister. Um, and I was there and I was like, okay, here we go. And there's a lady when I was talking to the choir, the choir, that was a big deal to this church. They really wanted to have a choir. Millennials don't necessarily, that's not like a thing associated with millennials nowadays. Um, and so like, I'm talking to the choir, I'm like, yeah, this is what I've done. And this is what I feel God's calling me to do. And one lady, like she goes, can you lead a choir? And here's how I, here's how I answered. I go, so that is not my strength, but I can lead a choir. Um, I've been taught to lead a choir, so that's not my strength. And she goes, she raises her hand again and goes, no, can you lead a choir? And I was like, oh, no, this is going to be the most difficult person at this church. And I said, of course, I said, yes, I can. Just straight up, just straight up like that. <laughs> um, and I assumed that she's going to be difficult the whole time. But the thing is, when I listened to her and when I loved her um, and I was patient with her, um, I saw she has some really awesome leadership qualities. That's a very church. good point. Yeah, some of those people that come off really hard, if you are patient and mm -hmm. you don't just let pride creep in and be like, why is she talking to me? Why is he talking to me like that? And and just you patiently get to know them. Then uh, you find out that you remember that the church is not about you. Mm -hmm. There's many different parts of the body. And while this person might be have different strengths or to come at things a different way, and it might be easy for you not to be impatient with them because because they they might seem like an obstacle at first. If you realize that man, Jesus loves these people, Jesus has called me to minister to these people. They love me. They've accepted me. I need to accept them. I need to love them. And you work towards unity and be patient. And there's gonna be it's gonna be so rewarding. So that's mm -hmm. a, that's an awesome that's an awesome point. I also want to point out being patient in the fact that there's some things that you might see that are not where they need to be mm -hmm. they might be kind of unhealthy yeah and they don't know that they're unhealthy mm -hmm. and so it's hard to tell somebody hey this is unhealthy because um, you're afraid maybe that you'll lose them or whatever you know, sometimes you need to, to say things sometimes you need to point things out but other times you just need to be patient because it's not the right time to change this thing uh, it's not a battle it's not a hill to die on it's not a battle you need to have right now and so learning how to be patient i've heard people talk about tactical patience that's tactical required patience tactical patience in the sense that when you go into a situation, uh, you just there's a lot of different moves you need to make, mm -hmm. but you need to know what move to make at, and what time to, to make it. Uh, it might not be the right time to just move everything over here or change everything over here because it's just not worth it. Yeah. Focusing on the, the main things, on the gospel and on helping loving people and helping them love Jesus and love each other and love their neighbors, mm -hmm. then uh, and be patient to win... Uh, when it's when God leads you to the right time to make a move, yeah, then then make that move. But uh, you, you you really just have to be patient with each other and, and with knowing what, when to um, make the adjustments that God's called you to make. Yeah, uh, and you advised me well in that when I first got here. I'm the worship and the worship minister, and I came here and I was like, ooh, I'm I want to change this stage like right now. And you're like, how about we just like hold yeah. hold up for a little bit? And well, we, and even one thing with that. Talking, talking with you, and one thing that I've learned um, has been 
Now probably don't take away something or don't move something until you have something that you are ready to replace it with. Yeah. And so, and, and that you're able to explain why you're replacing it with that. Cause mm-hmm. it could be easy just, just to be like, well, we're taking this away cause it's not good. Mm-hmm. But if you t- take that away and you don't put anything in its place, it leaves a, a void and people just think you might be against whatever. Yeah. Even if it's something on the walls, I'm going to take, I'm gonna, these are, I'm going to take all these off the walls. This doesn't look good. Well, then it's just going to be a blank wall. Yeah. So maybe taking it off and putting something in its place so that you can say, I took this off so that I can put this up because this better represents, yeah. uh, you know, who we are as a church. Mm-hmm. And, and that's he, good. Then that really, that really helps. That's good stuff right there. <laughs> the next B, the fourth B is be yourself. Be yourself. And that's a yeah. really hard thing to do mm. because everybody has expectations of you and kind of again going back we are this is a millennial pastor podcast and you're coming into a new church as a young leader maybe your first pastor like myself at this church and everybody has expectations mm. they may expect that you're going to be you know they're going to be like well he's not like our old pastor and i knew it was to be expected <laughs> but i didn't know he's going to be that different or why is his hair spiky or, you know, he's not wearing a coat and tie every Sunday or, you know, or whatever, or at all. Yeah. And it's just, everybody has different, different expectations and it's really hard to know how to be yourself. I think sometimes you have to kind of, um, not be as shocking yeah. to people. Like not, don't be just for shock value. Be like, well, I like this. So I'm just going to dress <laughs> super sloppy. You know, yeah. like my, I like to wear pajamas on Sunday morning. So that's what's up. So I'm not saying be comfortable. Sometimes you need to be uncomfortable to reach people and to meet them where they're at. Yeah. But we really, but, but they need you. The church yeah. needs you to be you. Yeah. Because God's called you and God wants to speak his word through you. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> that, there were some cringeworthy moments when I was uh, interviewing for this church. Not for myself, um, but just like outside looking in, I was like, oh man. <laughs> because when I came in, I was like, they're like, well, what kind of, I'm not, I did not expect this question. Well, what kind of music do you listen to? And right, the, the, I mean, the very first thing I'm, I'm like, oh, I listen to everything. Listen to this, that, uh, Christian contemporary, Chris Tomlin. I listen to everything. I'm like, I love Christian rap. Uh, which, if, if y'all, the context that I'm in right now, just did not, not nobody listens to Christian rap, so nobody knows that. It's like a, it's like an unknown, and so. <laughs> I saw my wife's face like, I don't know if that was a good yeah, thing to censor, leave in censor. <laughs> But I'm um, here. God called me to be here. That's to myself. Yes. That's that's such a cool thing. Like it was pretty awesome to see Philip being himself because <laughs> he didn't know how, how to be somebody else, which is awesome. <laughs> so he was himself and, and I knew it, I knew it, Philip before he had come here and, and I was very well aware, but I you know, I could be even tempted to be like, Philip, you hold back here or don't don't mm-hmm. get too but you know what? He need we just I didn't want to do that. I just wanted him to be himself. Give him some pointers and maybe Yeah. But it was pretty awesome to see how how God just supernaturally <laughs> like used different people who have a completely different outlook yeah. on life, different people, d- different like ages, mm-hmm. dramatic from you. Yeah. Who called you here and me here? Yeah, and so you're here. again, it's a step of faith. But yeah. we ha- we had to be ourselves because what if we came in acting like we we're one thing and then we presented something else later on? That's not having integrity, right? For sure. But even being yourself in the in in um, the fifth and final B. Well, so we've been, we're yeah, be ourselves. Being ourselves, you know, in the the fact of being confident in your calling. Yeah, 
Be confident in your calling. Being confident in your calling. I, w- I was going to kind of go back and tell okay. a story real quick um, because I, I loved going back to the expectations thing. Yeah. When I got called here for an interview, the chairman of the search committee, when I finally met him face to face, I had done some Skype interviews with him, but he <laughs> said he's like 6'4 and I'm six <laughs> feet tall, which I thought was pretty tall, but he said, I thought you'd be taller. And I was like, well, sorry to disappoint you, you know, but everybody has those expectations and uh, it could be so easy to not be confident when you know that you have, you're overwhelmed with all the things that need to be done and you know how people have expectations of you. You can get insecure quickly, but you have to be confident in your calling of why you were called here. You know, it kind of goes all the way back to the beginning. Be loving, be humble, be patient, be yourself. With all those things, you're lowering, you're lowering yourself to submit to other people. But you also have to remember, as a as a young pastor, that God has called mm. you, yeah. And that where God has called you, He will be faithful to equip you. And you know, not any person can, you know, God hasn't called every person to this role. God's called you to this role. So mm. uh, that same that same uh, chairman of the personnel team or the search team that called me. I remember him asking me about a year in. He said, well, it's been a year. You still feel called here? <laughs> I said, yes, sir, even more so than the day I, I came. <laughs> and he said, well, it's good enough for me. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Yeah. So he just, people want to know that you're called. People mm-hmm. want to know that you care. They want to know. They, yeah. And, uh, and so uh, be confident in the calling and, and remember the convictions that God has given you to be here. And that's going to carry you through so much. Yeah. Um, as you relate to other people in the church, you know, you don't have to, you're not being prideful, you're being humble, but you're also being confident in Christ's ability to work through you and his calling in your life to relate to those people. You know, I've gotten to do uh, weddings, I've gotten to do counseling, I've gotten to do all kinds of different things. And there's a lot of new things that I've gotten to do since I've been here. And so I could sit there going into a situation for the first time and be like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know. And you can have that. And, but at the same time, you have to be confident that God has called you to be here and, and, and God's going to carry you through this. God's going to give you Mm -hmm. wisdom. God's going to grow you. And, um, so you don't have to be confident in yourself. You're confident in Christ in you Mm. and his calling in your life. Important distinction right there. Absolutely. All right. So that's all we got for you guys this week. Those are five uh, things. Five, five things. Piece. Hopefully that will help you to just kind of uh, to relate to the church members in, in your church or mm. in your perspective church in the future. Hopefully that's a, hopefully that's an encouragement. We're just living this out yeah. and passing it on. And maybe you guys have gone through the exact same thing. We're going to post this up on, on um, iTunes and different places. But also we'll have a Facebook group coming up soon. And you yeah. can uh, maybe... Send us an email, post on our Facebook page, tweet us. You can tweet me at, at J.A. Matthew. Yeah. And Philip. I'm at, I'm at Phil Extravagant. So. Phil Extravagant. Oh, that's so smooth. Man. Yeah. Awesome. Phil I'm Extravagant. J.A. Matthew. <laughs> so if you want to dialogue with us off of this podcast, maybe we'll t- bring something in that you've commented online or to us. We yeah. can bring it into the podcast. But we, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your experiences. And, and maybe we'll work it into a, a future podcast. But we are... Um, we just want to let you know that before we begin this podcast, we're praying. And after the in, in this podcast, we're praying. We're praying for you. We're mm. praying for millennial pastors, young pastors, 
uh, to step up, fill yeah. the gap and say, God, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can, mm-hmm. it, Lord, there's, we don't want to see these churches closed. We want we don't mm-hmm. want to see the doors closed. We don't want to see it become a, a Starbucks or a restaurant. Or mm-hmm. I heard about a, uh, a now church. You, now a you church. can put a Starbucks in there if you want. That's well, fine. But I mean, I heard on the, another podcast a church that became a taco joint. So that oh. kind of sounds kind of cool, but yeah, kind of really sad. I mean, depressing if the, the taco time. joint was in the church, it'd be different. Yeah, like the church is still functioning and you can eat tacos That'd while the great. sermon's going. Oh, That's, maybe not while the sermon's going. No, we might add that. Taco okay. Bar. Okay. We're, we're in good. Houston. That's all good. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we are praying for you, care about you, and uh, hey. I would say I want to end the podcast saying one of the most important things you can do um, in in addition to being these things is staying, mm. seeing it through um, and being present in mm-hmm. people's lives over a long period of time because it's a long walk. So mm. be present, be there um, and uh, we'll be praying for you.